a 60 game season and never be the team we thought we were. And so like to beat us up or beat someone up over this, I don't know like if that's like the fairest way to do it. Now, it sounds like I'm just giving you an excuse and a cop out for why we're playing the way we're playing. Um, look, we're all adults. We all understand our responsibilities, and and we will respond to that in appropriate time. But in fairness, what this team has been through and what they've experienced is not normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the best podcast in baseball, brought to you by Closets by Design of St. Louis. I'm St. Louis Post-Dispatch baseball writer Derek Gould, joined this week by, ladies and gentlemen, St. Louis sports columnist, Wait, should I say St. Louis Post-Dispatch sports columnist or St. Louis sports columnist? Makes you sound grander if you're St. Louis sports columnist. St. Louis sports columnist Ben Fredrickson. Insert applause. You you can just say hack. (laughs) Fish hack. Uh, I wish I could remember who that was. Somebody, oh gosh. Some prominent columnist had an email address that was fish hack. It was hysterical. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Was, I think Pat Forty has one of the best sports writers' uh, email addresses. Well, because it's his, I won't give it out. Yeah, it's his nickname. It's great from high school. Yeah, yeah, awesome. He's, it's it's his birthday as we're recording this. As a matter of fact, happy birthday, Pat Forty. Not to name drop, but yeah, um, he's a pal. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a great great guy. My my favorite Pat Forty story. Where does he work? Is now? that he moves uh, around a lot? The man. Um, he uh, he is. My favorite Pat Forty story is when he came to campus at Mizzou, came back. I think he talked to a class, and he was like, hey, can you give my son a tour of the J School? And I did, and it turned out to be Mitchell Forty, who went on to become our uh, post-dispatch sports intern and is now covered in Mizzou, and uh, he's uh, a chip off the old block. So that's yeah, my Pat Forty. He is part of uh, the lineage of Hummel interns, which you were also a part of. So one of the great projects, um, great, great programs that uh, – the St. Louis Baseball Writers Chapter runs, um, funding the internship, and you know, look forward to hopefully having that back in 2021. Obviously, 2020 was a different kind of baseball season, and so it made it difficult to have a, an intern, um, just for a whole lot of reasons. One, because when the summer started, we didn't know there was going to be a baseball season, and that brings us to like kind of the topic that I wanted to talk about. Ben is at the end of this season, now that there will be 60 games. And it looks likely maybe the Cardinals will have to play all 60 games to determine this unless they crater here, um, which is also a possibility, is how do we look at this season? Um, How do we look at what the expectations for this Cardinals team should be? I I think that's like kind of the biggest question for them is, do you say, all right, they spent all this time and in quarantine, they had the outbreak. They had to rewrite on the fly their entire roster. They had to use waivers. They had to use depth. They had to go through this. They had to play more games in fewer days than any other team in baseball this season. And, oh, hey, getting a participation ribbon is really good because that's what should be expected of them. Or should they be expected to contend? Is it is it there are eight playoff teams from the NL, and if the Cardinals aren't one of them, that is um, the, you know, that that's the opposite. That's the nadir of the brand. And that should be the expectation. Where do you fall in line with this? I've been trying to kind of keep tabs on this, so I'm not all over the place. So before the season started, I picked the Cardinals to be a wild card team. I just didn't have, I thought they had baked a little too much 
confidence in their their offense, which turned out to be an accurate thought. Now, I also picked the Reds to win the division, so uh, they're they're getting better a little bit, but uh, we'll see we'll see about that. But no, and then the and then of course the postseason expanded, <laughs> which those predictions were made before that officially happened, um, which makes it much easier to get in. And then and then kind of pushing back in the other way, the Cardinals had the bottom drop out due to due to COVID. Um, look, I think the Cardinals are, you know, one of the, the the first to say that they they expect to compete to win the division every year. Um, now we have heard them say once the COVID collapse happened that you know they they've came as close to as close to they will as saying this season is basically a crapshoot. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, John Mozeliak's answers have been very. You know, you might not like them, but they've been pretty clear as to as to how he's viewing this. And it's basically just white knuckle, hold on and and hope things work out the best way possible. Keep guys healthy as much as possible. And that seems to be the focus. Now, some of that is like, okay, we don't want to talk about individual performance or coaching um, certain coaches at this point in time. So some of it's defense. Right. Mm -hmm. But I do think the mentality of the organization right now is like, just get through this crazy year and see what see what has to be done after this. Um, so that's, I think the expectations are now as low as a Cardinals team has had in, in some time. Um, but is that right? So like, that, that, is that right? Um, well, I think the Cardinals should be a postseason team because the postseason has expanded to meet them. The, the Cardinals need to, need to address the elephant in the room here. And, and it's that they have a, a team that pitches well, which is now having its depth being tested. It plays incredible defense one of the best defenses in the league, but they don't have an offense that's capable of building, of, of propelling a true contender. Now, crazier things have happened where a team that can't hit all that well goes on a run, but we're seeing, and we saw last season, and it was the big concern entering the season, COVID-related or not, that they don't have enough offense to be a team that is a true contender. Um, they don't have enough offense to be a team that is in a position to be serious about winning a division, even a division that doesn't hit all that well. Mm-hmm. Um, they might do it, but they don't have one that say we, we're, we're, we're seriously about this. So that's what they had to fix. So if the, the expectations, I think, have it's a weird year to, to define them. Um, but right now we're seeing that the Cardinals traditionally say they're about trying to win the division and making runs in the playoffs, and they don't have an offense that, that justifies that. They did it last season. They got to the NLCS. The offense they produced forward this year – was supposed to be they hoped improved and it's worse it walks more and has less power and and there's no reason to think that it has a serious chance of doing much damage um, in the postseason so I don't know if I'm answering your question but I don't think expectations for the Cardinals should be lowered um, because they preach and benefit of of yearly contention and this team does not does not in, in record or offensive performance suggests that that it can do that even in an expanded playoff pool where you basically have to to be 500 to get in if you didn't ask answer my question directly you at least gave me the guardrails <laughs> that's okay no I, you may you, you you answered it in a way that allowed me to kind of think and come up with maybe a way to present an answer or to better present the question and and at least provide like kind of the the in the bowling alley, the bumper rails to keep me on the lane. But first, before I do that, I want to tell people about our sponsors, Closets by Design. Imagine your home totally organized. Closet by Design specializes in custom closets, pantries, laundry rooms, garages, and more. Now get 40% off plus an additional 15% off. Closets by Design 
314-733-9855. That's Closets by Design, 314-733-9855, the official sponsor of the best podcast in baseball. I think you, Ben, you, you hit on it there in the sense that the Cardinals come out of the outbreak. And if two things happened, it almost would be like, oh, okay, hey, look, this is this is a lost season. And those two things, oh, and, and an understandably lost season, right? Like, hey, the virus got them. You cannot, you know, you can't COVID shame. You should, you know, all these things, right? If these two things happened, then you kind of go, okay, get it. Tough, tough season. Um, dial back those expectations. Just try to survive and play towards 2021. And those two things would be one, Two teams in the division just ran away. While the Cardinals weren't playing, two teams just ran away. In the end, one kind of did, but the rest of the division waited for them. They kind of said, oh, hey, you know what? Hey, the Cardinals have been good to us all these years by winning. Let's let's hold up on them. So, no, so that second team didn't run away. And the other part was if the pitching absolutely came apart, like if the pitching just wasn't there. I mean, you and I could probably think of – you know, at least 10 teams that don't have the pitching depth to even survive that first week um, they just, without just losing games. I mean, we've seen what the Yankees did to Toronto in the past week, or we've seen what some teams have done when, when an opponent just runs out of pitching. They just roll up the routes. And, you know, if that had happened, if the Cardinals had come back from the outbreak and the pitching just wasn't there or they had – or they had like, you know, they had say 12 major league pitchers and they needed 18 and those extra six just weren't ready for the majors. I think you would totally understand that. However, what has happened is a, the, the second team in the division didn't pull away. They waited for the Cardinals and the Cardinals even spent weeks and weeks in second place until the Reds overtake, uh, were, were able to overtake them earlier this week. And then two, the pitching was actually robust. Like the pitching actually almost did the impossible in part because you had a guy like Adam Wainwright shoulder all those innings. And in part, because you had guys like Nabil Krismat and, um, you know, Johan Oviedo and Seth Elledge there and Daniel Ponce de Leon chipped in with his start in Milwaukee. That was key, you know, and Gung Young Kim, who's been fantastic despite having his own health concerns. Um, you know, you had all the pitching there. And so because those two things didn't happen, it puts the focus on what isn't really related to the outbreak. It's the fact that the pitching, which has been so good and could overcome this challenge, is now being undermined by the offense. And it's like yeah. it's at that point that it's like, oh, goodness, man, the division waited for them and 18 gets in. And the one thing that you would kind of go, oh, well, I get why that's a weakness coming back from quarantine hasn't been. And the one thing that they said would improve hasn't. So I, I think like the expectations have to come with like this glossary almost of like, yeah, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, or maybe yeah. endnotes, maybe endnotes is a better description of it. But like this, this notion that, yeah, but the thing that was that could have been weak and we'd understand it wasn't. And the thing that was weak going in remained weak, and there's no real reason for that. I mean, I, I, that's that's the part that gets me. Well, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a a thorn patch. But it, the funny thing is, is from the 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 more steps you take back to look at it, the more common sense it shows. 
that in an unpredictable season, um, all the things that should and could have been scrambled on this team, the Cardinals have overcome remarkably well because they're strong in those areas. Yeah. Yet the thing, the thing, the anchor around their waist is the thing that was the anchor that we were to spend all spring training talking about was the, and all, the offense, you know, the, the and this is why I, I think I drive people crazy sometimes in the chat that I do on Tuesdays at stlc.com because they say gratuitous plugging good. It's no good. It's this team is boring, blah, blah, blah. And I say, okay. I said, I, the offense for sure. I mean, it's not, the offense is not average. It's below average. And mm-hmm. it has been, and that's frustrating to watch. I mean, people want to see runs being scored and this team, this team, you know, does not score enough runs. It doesn't hit with enough power. We can go on and on about all the problems, but the offense, it doesn't make adjustments very well. Um, the book is out that they, that they throw them anything but fastballs. They don't hit well when they're trailing. They kind of, the, the offense, not the team, rolls over. It seems like when they're behind in games. But here's the thing. that That's the offense, not the team. The, the team would not be where it is in the position it is to make this expanded playoffs if it was as bad as the offense is. This team plays great defense. Its pitching is good and also incredibly deep, remarkably deep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's the true frustrating point is that they have they have a, a team, all things considered, that is that is that should be where the Cardinals want to be, but they have this cylinder that's misfiring, and it's a big cylinder. It's the run producing part of the engine, and it's got the highest paid player on the team, and Paul Goldschmidt, who is being you know having his legs cut out from underneath him because the lineup is so unimpressive around him that that their teams would be crazy to give him a, a pitch to hit. I mean, the offense, you can go look at everything from hard hit percentage to, you know, exit a lot, whatever, or you want to use more traditional stats. It's not, it's not there. It's, it's, it's a, it's a bottom tier national league offense. Surprisingly that the Cardinals have continued once again to kind of lug toward contention with its other strengths. Um, and that to me is, is, is what we talked about. All spring is yeah. that that was the case last season. Is it going to be the case again? And it has been, despite all these crazy arrows that have been shot at the Cardinals from COVID and the fallout from it. The strengths of their team overcame those, mm-hmm. and the the, the 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 disappointment of their offense has been unimpacted by the virus. The, the Cardinals, the Cardinals' inability to put a, a consistent lineup together that is a threat night in and night out is. Is has remained unaffected by the chaos that we've seen swirling around this season. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know the the interesting thing about the offense is it's so so many teams in the NL Central have been really poor offenses, right? When you especially when you look at like the tangible metrics, I guess, or the rate metrics as far as like right. average and on base percentage and OPS and slugging. But the Cardinals have been good, even good when compared to the rest of the league, when it comes to the just not making outs, right? Like their on-base percentage on is good, which is a measure they don't of... don't get the home base. <laughs> right, right. Like that's, But that's like the thing is they, their on-base percentage ranks above average and uh, has been one of the top teams. And so they, they the, this notion of like they just make fewer outs than other teams. However, they don't do any damage with it. And so, like, locked within that on-base percentage and helping to kind of sweeten it, maybe even, um, you know, inflate it in the same way you might, like, cook the books, let's say. That's that's exactly what it's doing is it's cooking the books on their OBP is the 
teams that are avoiding Paul Goldschmidt to pitch to everybody else, right? Or the teams that are avoiding certain players because they know they can get to the escape hatch in the Cardinals lineup lower in it, right? Okay, so that's 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 basically cooking the OBP is by saying, okay, look, we're the teams are going to look for their outs where they find them, and it's just it's such an odd place and. You know, it was probably best exposed um, in game one of the Pirates series. The Cardinals have the five-game series against the Brewers, then the five games in four days against the Pirates, and then the then normalcy takes over, I guess, a little bit with only three games in Kansas City um, to kind of conclude or to conclude their scheduled road series or road what schedule. That's what it is, to conclude this the the part of the schedule on the road that is in place. They may have two games at Detroit if necessary. If they're not, if the Cardinals are basic are out of it by that time, then they won't have to play them. They'll just go off into their off season. But if they need it for a berth in the playoffs or for seeding into the playoffs, they'll have to play those games. And, and the first game in Pittsburgh, you know, lefty Stephen Brault, really, he said he didn't look at the scouting report. He was just going to follow his catcher who had a tremendous game. Stallings had a really remarkable game. Um, and he just tied the Cardinals in knots by using, I, I, I don't know, you're, you're the wordsmith, so maybe you can help me come up with the word. Is it he used their offensive anxiety against them? Is that a good way to describe it? Like he just threw their timing off. And so he was able to access the lower part of the zone because his catcher was great and stealing strikes down there that gave him the chance to use the change up and that allowed him to change speeds. And that just absolutely foiled a team that was just offensively um, sort of like the runner caught in the starting blocks that doesn't know when the, the gun is going to go off. We've seen that. Um, I mean, that's what Hendricks does. Yeah. It's just, there, there are certain pitchers who it's like, they just come in and take the battery out. Yeah. Um, and, and it, and it really is happening more than the opposite is happening. The Cardinals have had games where they've pounced. I mean, they've got a 16-run game and, and, and a 12-run game. They've scored nine runs three times. Um, but more lopsided, when you look at those over the and plot them out, you see this cluster of times where they've scored. I mean, so the, I go back to, like, you know, the numbers. The National League average, right, is, is high. Higher than the American League average, 4.74, I think, runs per game in the National League this season. Mm -hmm. Um, The Cardinals are 4.2. That's 25th in baseball. It's 13th in the National League. A lot of teams, I mean, a lot of these teams are, we're talking about little difference between some of these teams, but 13th in the NL. That's not good. There's only 15 teams. But the thing that jumps out to me, so the National League average is 4.74, almost five runs per game right now, 24 times. We're recording this before a doubleheader. So 24 times in 46 total games, the Cardinals have scored three or fewer runs. That's more than half of their games. Yeah. And it, when when that happens, they have won three of those games. So that's the that's the verdict. That's the, really the metric is if they can get to four runs, they're probably going to win. Well, and yeah. why is that? Well, because their pitching is their pitching is good and deep. And and their defense is is really good, but well. And one other thing, can I say one other quick thing? On if they don't score more than three, in a team, and they're doing that more than half the time, 
then they're probably going to lose. And and that's that's I don't know what else you're supposed to say other than that's an offense that's not good enough. No, the one the only one thing I would say is that part of the reason why if they score four runs they win is also because they don't have to cover the eighth and ninth inning so often in the past week, right? Like that that also Great. part of it is if sure. is is there they with all these double headers they got seven inning games you score four runs all of a sudden you can lock that down. Um, that also, I mean, look, look, they're also missing innings from their offense, but that, that, that's almost a distraction. You know I mean? They, it, well, that's, I mean, then that's, that's what, when we get back to like, what is fair? Like I, I do, part of me, I wrestle with that a little bit, but not too much because we've been talking about the offense for, for more than a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but so let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Um, the, the Cardinals started the season with their outfielders hitting seven, eight, nine, um, things haven't changed much there. I think it's worth pointing out that you've had Dexter Fowler, who's been the best performing offensive outfielder out for some time. We'll see if he gets back. So I think that's, you can point to that. You can point to the absence of Paul DeYoung. Maybe he would have done more damage if he would not have missed time with, with COVID. Um, and, and you can point to Yadier Molina being out, but, but other, th- those are really the offensive COVID related question marks that have been created. Um, Tyler O'Neill's gotten plenty of opportunity has not proven that he's the answer. Um, Harrison Bader, we've seen times when he's looked better, and then we've seen times when he's not. Dylan Carlson, who I think should be here and playing this whole time, but he did open the door for for other guys to get more opportunity by not by not performing. Um, so some of the things that were unimpacted by by COVID were have not been answers. Lane Thomas was held up, so that's worth mentioning, but he hasn't produced since he's been been back. He's really struggled, especially defensively in the outfield, which has been surprising so some of these answers have been getting vetted on the fly and and they're and they're not hitting the cardinals bet on them and they're and they're not coming through so um i I think there you have to mention those things because we're trying to be fair but also too we said from the jump that this is a lot of hope baked into an offense that 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 really that had a lot of hope in it hope in it last year and and it's not working out which is not all that surprising for those who are following along if is it oversimplification to put it in these terms in the sense that, okay, look, if this Cardinals team, given what it's gone through and given that its strengths were its strengths and its weaknesses were its weaknesses, if it gets into the postseason, then 2020 can be considered a dress rehearsal and confirmation that the offense needs an overhaul in the offseason if they get into the postseason. And if they don't get into the postseason and they waste this pitching effort, this pitching effort that got them back from quarantine, that got them over the hump of the COVID-19 outbreak, and that got them back into contention, and if they waste that and don't make the playoffs, that it is a disappointment, period. I mean, I think things can always be softened by a run in the postseason, right? I mean, right. that happened last season. <laughs> well, and, except and for it didn't. Like, like then they get to the NLCS and they have this historically poor offensive performance, and it only like you know it's like it's like the Brave series put a band aid over the problem, and fans were like, "Cool, back in the NLCS, yeah, where the Cardinals belong." Okay, and then it made it worse that they got there because they just right. vanished. They ghosted. Oh yeah, they I didn't, ghosted I didn't the NLCS. Stop. Yeah, I didn't mean soften the uh, the opinion of of the fan base uh, at all, and I, oh. I, I understand that they're, they're sick of watching a a, a non competitive offense too many times in, in over the course of, of a season. I meant from the front office side. I think the front oh, office yeah, yeah, will yeah, love gotcha. get some surge here where they can say, "See, look, this maybe would have been the case earlier if we would have had 
certain players. Yeah, but, but it can't be a six step. I mean, the Cardinals, the Cardinals look at numbers, and, and I don't know how they are going to to justify. Something has to change. Either the, the hitting instruction under Jeff Albert in season two hasn't been what they expected and they haven't got the results they wanted, or the talent that, that he was given in an attempt to create this more robust offense isn't good enough. It can't be, it has to be one or the other. It's probably a mix of both, and perhaps that will be the answer. Um, but I think the, the notion of saying, no, let's just press repeat on, on this group and this instruction and, and think that it will work out better when things, whatever baseball looks like in 2021, which we have no clue yet what it will look right. like. And that's part of why the Cardinals are, are saying they're not going to worry about that right now. Um, but I think that would be, that would be ignorant of the facts that have presented themselves. I mean, you, you have to analyze this season to some degree. Um, I know the Cardinals are reluctant to do that publicly right now, understand the reasons why, but to, to pretend like this season is just something that can be thrown out with the bathwater that, that doesn't, uh, that, that doesn't mesh with, with what we've watched and what we've seen is really more or less a continuation from what we saw last season with some exceptions. Right. Yeah. Well, so you're in the dress rehearsal camp. I think, I mean, I think you, you factor in what the most important part of the season is, you know, which is this push to the playoffs and whatever happens after that, you don't ignore that, but Mm -hmm. you also don't ignore everything that preceded it. The offense, to put it very, very bluntly, isn't good enough. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, and and it's not good enough for a team that has some really other compelling and, and good parts, but scoring runs is a big part of baseball. The Cardinals don't need to have this New York Yankees lineup. They really don't No, but they need to have an, they need to have an offense that's at least average and they don't have that right now. I don't, think they have any reason to believe they have it for 2021 either like the big breakouts that they oh, no, I don't no they can't yeah I mean that I mean and, and, it would and be I, wrong for think... them to invest the same look Dylan Carlson's going to be an exceptional player he's going to be an exceptional player and you know he may take the, the league by storm next year and you know have a run at the rookie of the year and he, he's going to be really good um he had a really difficult start but also he was part of an offense that was <laughs> really struggling. And also he got pitched so bizarrely. I mean, it just was crazy how how much he was challenged. But he also kind of captures, personifies where the Cardinals are. Look how many times he hit with runners in scoring position. Look how many times he hit with, you know, with, uh, with the bases loaded. I mean, he had at one point in time he had played – he had not been around for three weeks of the team and had the most played appearances with runners in scoring position. People were getting on base. That's 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 what the Cardinals have done. They, they have been able to get on base. And if that's Jeff Albert's approach, then I guess that's they're doing it well. It's like it's it's adding that it's making that into a crooked number. And so Dylan Carlson, he's going to be fantastic. But for the Cardinals to invest this winter in the PR campaign that Dylan Carlson is going to help resuscitate their offense or be a big part of their offense in the same way they did a year ago with Harrison Bader is going to be better. And Tyler O'Neill is going to get a playing time and Lane Thomas is going to be a factor that that would be a mistake. They, 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 you know, I understand why it's very easy to go like, Hey, look what Marcelo Zuna is doing in Atlanta. It's completely easy to do that. That was not Marcelo Zuna in St. Louis. Marcel Azuna in St. Louis was less than what Dexter Fowler is this season. In fact, Dexter Fowler is far better this season. And they just thought, they're like, look, you can get 770 OPS, 780 OPS from anyone. And, yeah, 
they they they've showed that they don't need that. They need the eight fifty. They need the eight seventy five. They need the sure thing. And it really seems like the only way that they're going to find that sure thing is by going outside. And that this year has not been has not been the breakout that they want. Instead, it's been confirmation of their need to do that. I think that, I think that is one hundred percent accurate. And also, it, it's a double sided question because the other question should be, and if it's not being asked, it needs to be. I'm talking about inside the organization yeah. because we're, we, of course, are asking it. And the Cardinals are saying we're not analyzing the season like that at this point. So we wait until there's a point where they will. And then we'll, we'll, we'll have more about that then, of course. But my, my the question that's also being asked is why? Why is Ozuna hitting like he is now? Right. And why didn't he hit like that with the Cardinals? Yeah, that's the you know, why. Why is, you know, and, and some of this is small sample size theater, right? Um, but, but, it's and I understand and I and I feel for Cardinals fans who are seeing that you know Randy Rosarena has a 190 OPS in 14 games with with the Rays and 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 then they look at at Luke Voigt and what he's done leading the American League in home runs and, and even if they understand the situation that that had kind of Luke Voigt blocked here it is fair to say did the Cardinals not know what he potentially could become mm-hmm. um, I mean there's a there's a real question that has to be asked of and that gets back to that. Is it talent or is that, is it the development? Is it of, nature of or nurture? Right. Why is, we know Ozuna didn't hit all that well here last year compared to what he's doing now, mm-hmm. but why is he hitting so much better now? If, you know, it, and it could get back to what we're talking about with Goldschmidt. He has more threats around him in the lineup. When he was at his best in Miami, he had Stanton, you know, he wasn't asked to carry the lineup. That's a, that's a hard thing to do. And we're seeing how, it's hard to do even when someone's doing it well in Paul Goldschmidt because you ha- you can't pitch to yourself. Yeah. And and teams and teams have I think really we're seeing teams challenge the Cardinals. Hey, let's make someone other than Paul Goldschmidt beat. Them. Oh, absolutely. Hey, 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 let's give let's give these guys, you know, nothing but but bad fastballs and a bunch of other stuff. If if you have breaking and off-speed pitches that you can throw in the strike zone with with authority, then you're throwing them all against the Cardinals. They have one of the they had like they saw the fewest amount of fastballs last season, mm-hmm. and they're they're down in the bottom again this season. And yep. that can be argued at times as well. You know that's because we that's because we punish fastballs. Well, that's great, but good teams they're going to give you non fastballs <laughs> in the strike zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? you, so, so what are you going to do about that? If you walk and, into and a ballpark with a T-shirt that says "We punish fastballs," pretty good bet the other team isn't going to give you fastballs. Just a totally, and and that's kind of the Carlson thing in a microcosm. Like, you know, I think on one hand, yeah, it's it's a sign of respect that they think this guy can do some damage, but they didn't test the rookie with a bunch of middle of the plate gas fastballs. But you know what? It's kind of like what we heard Harrison Bader talk through, and, and I'll give him credit for acknowledging this. There was a time when he kind of wanted to, oh yeah, get his yeah, dander yeah. up and say, well, they won't throw me their fastball. Well, no, Harrison, they don't have to if they can strike you out on their slider, right? And, and, he, and he said that, you know, he has said that this season, which I thought was a step in the right direction, but that's kind of the team in general. It's like they have, they have some weaknesses that I think are, are being exploited. I mean, you read, you and I both read what the Nationals had figured out against the, against the Cardinals. They have some tendencies that I think are easy for, for teams to spot. And that also has to be factored into this conversation as why don't they adjust better? Why aren't they hitting that change up in that game the other day when it's been thrown again and again and again? Oh, why, yeah, Stephen. Why, why do they have? Such, 
yeah, why do they have such staggering discrepancies in numbers? Um, you know, when they're when they're ahead in games versus when they're when they're behind, Th- these things are, are kind of trend lines that I think you have to examine along with the talent as well. Absolutely. I mean, Brawl, you know, had the benefit of the of the catcher who was get stealing the low strikes, and you know that stuff is going to happen at some point in time. You know, a pitcher is going to own you, and and that's that's fine. That happens. Um, it's easier to digest and it's easier to explain when it doesn't happen in the same way over and over and over again, whether it's from the left or from the right, whether it's from Brault or, or, or it's from Hendricks, you know, if Kyle Hendricks goes out there and throws up what, Oh, hangs donuts. That's the Mike Maddox phrase. If, if Kyle Hendricks goes up there and hangs donuts against the Cardinals, then you go, okay, well, he does that against other teams too. And you know, that's fine. But if he does it, nine times in a row against the Cardinals, then you go, well, what, what is your scouting report exactly on this guy? You know, or what is it that you're not able to do? Or maybe go up and bunt nine times in a row just to see what happened. You know, and that's the extreme, but like, what aren't you changing? And what, what don't you have the ability? That's, that's the thing that you're describing there is a question that the Cardinals must confront. What don't they have the ability to do and what don't they have the adaptation in place to do, right? That's that's what it comes down to, right? Do, what don't you have the talent to do? And if that's the case, then get the talent. What don't you have the process to adapt to? And if that's the case, change the process. Yeah, and maybe it's both. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I mean, they, and, and players, but it, it has to be a, a, a two lane conversation. I mean, their argument will be like, you know, well, we get a lot of guys on base, right? But it doesn't mean much if you need four to score a run just because they run out of bases, right? And and you know the they don't they don't getting them on base is great unless they it's great for your OBP, but it does nothing to help your your your, your team win unless they they cross home plate. I mean, that has to be the it's not just go get a thumper. That's part of it, I think, and, and the Cardinals would be wise to, to pursue that for their outfield um, or potentially third base. But it's also approach too. It's it's, right. it's it's more than it's more than just the 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 guys doing the hitting. It's it's got to be both. So now one thing, of course, is easier to change than the others, and, and I think factored into this conversation is we we don't know um, what the Cardinals are going to. We, we really don't know how they're going to analyze this season internally. And we really don't know what, what next season and the, the fallout from this season will look like next season. I mean, and I mean, that's not a pass. Like I think we're both very clear here, what we think about the offense, what needs to change. However, we don't know if the, if the players and the owners are going to have to come up with another agreement on a, on a bizarre um, kind of bandaid season for 2021. Right. We don't know if things will be back to normal. We don't know if the postseason will work out and, and give everybody that revenue boost. That's right. Um, you know, there's so many things that are that are up in the air, not just what do the Cardinals need, but what is baseball going to look like? Yeah. So I think that's going to be a, a fascinating. This would be a hard conversation to have if 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 it was a 162 game season and everybody was watching this this offense not put up runs from the stands, but it's not. I mean, this is a this is a fascinating time to be trying to see how it predict how a team's going to build a team and, and, and improve a team because we have no clue what the season and what the landscape is going to look like. Really. And the Cardinals have no idea right now. They have some estimates, but they have no idea right now as to what their payroll is going to look like. Their fiscal year ends on Halloween um, at which point in time, you know, they'll obviously look at a year with 
decidedly less revenue. Uh, now the the treasure chest at the end is that postseason, and what does that do for them? Where does that put them? And how does that set them up for the next year? That's what they need to get to to find out. But like even already, they're making decisions that tell you, you know, what kind of tough calls they're going to have to make from a development standpoint. What do they do with their instructs? Do they have a camp like they normally do? Because that's a cost. Do they have coaches like they normally would? Because that's a cost. They probably, along with a lot of teams, are going to streamline their minor league coaching staff and their minor league um, development staff because there are going to be fewer affiliates next year. And there's also no guarantee that there's going to be a minor league season next year. Like, you know, as this whole baseball or I'm sorry, one baseball thing takes off. If if minor league baseball has another year on hold just before it can kind of come back and revitalize that people don't talk about it. But like that's what's happening, you know, that, you know, minor league baseball is going through a change. And so the Cardinals and other teams, if they can look to save costs, are going to do that. Then the Cardinals have things like. Look, Andrew Miller, at as of right now, needs two more appearances to trigger a vesting option for next year. And that option is at full rate if they play a full season. It's not his – it's triggered by a prorated option, but it's for the full salary next year if a full season is played. Colton Wong has an option for next year that in 2019 looks like a steal. At the end of 2020, it looks a lot different when you have – Tommy Edmond capable of playing second base for right. 11 and a half million less dollars. I mean, you know, so they have these tough decisions to make. Um, but I will add this, and you mentioned the small sample size. If what the Cardinals see in a 58 or 60 game schedule of 2020 is the same as they saw for 162 games of 2019, that's not a small sample size. If this is their offensive production from the outfield in 2020, and they don't go well. It's also kind of what we got in 2019. Then they're not. Then that that's not a reason anymore. They can't throw small sample size at something that keeps occurring. And I, you know, they have the body of work is there now. And I get that there's a whole lot of asterisks and a whole lot of caveats and a whole lot of footnotes that go with 2020. Totally understand that. And that's true on the offensive side too, trying to find your timing coming out of quarantine. They saw no live pitching for 17 days. I get that. That That's tricky. And they had a lot in place. They also can't work out at the ballpark in ways that they're used to. They're not preparing for games and scouting in the same way that they are because they have so little time at the ballpark. So it's show and go. However, you know, if it's just if it's the same thing that you saw when things were, as you said, quote unquote, normal, then at some point in time you go, that's how it is. Right. Yes. I mean, you can go back to the start of the 2019 season and run the numbers over the entire span and you'll see the Cardinals are in Pretty much every notable stat related to hitting are a bottom third team mm-hmm. in the National League when it comes to offense. So that's the question. If that's not good enough, and it's not, then what's the answer going to be? I mean, again, this notion that the Cardinals have to be the Dodgers at the plate or the Yankees, it, it, I don't think that's accurate because their strengths are defense, pitching. Those aren't going to change. Um, you know, they could change depending on who they decide to 
move on from or keep or those things, but those are going to be the pillars under Schilt. He's made that pretty clear, and that's the organization's stance with with, with the pitching for sure and their track record. Mm-hmm. But you can only expect those t- those things to drag along at an underperforming offense for so long. And there's now a pretty significant body of data that says that you know improvements are going to have to be made. Um, the question is where do they go about how do they go about doing it, right? And what resources do they have to? What resources will they give themselves to do it? What resources are available? And what resources and those have never those have never been cloudier. Yeah. Yep. Good so, point. All right. So uh, let's conclude. With- we got it. So basically, what I want to put a positive spin on this. So what you're saying is, there's some comfort, you know, in the fact that of all the things that have gone upside down in our world, there's still one, one one pillar or one, one thing that hasn't been changed. And it's, it's the offense. So yeah, it's, it's of it's all the things that have gone it's death taxes the, the, of the pandemic. Right. Death taxes in the Cardinals offense. Right. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and the best podcast in baseball lingering just a little bit longer sorry, than yeah. you planned. No, 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 it's four <laughs> or five minutes longer than the, than, than the listener wants, but we're, we're grinding out the at bats. Um, we're on base. Will we? Will we find a way to score? We. I really look forward. I. I. I approach the podcast in the same way that the Cardinals approach a starter. I try to get the listener out early by just grinding at bat, by getting that pitch count up, and so that you know, long about the thirtieth minute, the fortieth minute, the listener bails, and the reliever comes in, and that's when we really get to the good stuff, and so. <laughs> I am going to uh, let me conc- let me conclude it with like sort of the wrap up question then. So we're talking about expectations and, you know, do you have, you know, how do you look at, OK, the, the thing that you would allow for the Cardinals to say, oh, well, we, it just didn't work this year because of the quarantine, because of COVID, because the, the pitching collapse, it didn't. Instead, the recurring problem of the offense is really what has slowed them down. Let me add this element to it. What if the Cardinals don't make the postseason because of the Pirates? The Cardinals have a Pirates problem. They've lost four consecutive games to the Pirates as we're recording this. This will go up while they're playing a doubleheader. So it's entirely possible that they stop that losing streak. However, the most wins that they can get from the from the Pirates this season in 10 games is six. The Brewers split with the Pirates, five and five, and that may hold them out. The Reds swept a series from the Pirates, clawed over the Cardinals, got into second place, and finished their season against the the, the Pirates seven and three. The Cardinals lost a doubleheader at home to the Pirates. Inexcusable. They were swept in that doubleheader. The Cardinals have the ten games, though eight at the moment, against the Royals and the Tigers to go with the ten games against the Pirates. That's almost a third of their season against those teams. If the Cardinals go five and five against the Pirates, and that's what keeps them out of the postseason? Does that change your view of it at all? No, I, my view is my my view won't be changed. They're they're not a good enough offensive team to beat bad teams consistently. I mean, that's, 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 and it just proves it. I mean, they can't win more than three games in a row. Right. Because their, their offense just can't have any sort of traction. Um, and then you get, you know, you don't lose more than three games in a row very often. I think they lost four once. Um, because Adam Wainwright starts every once in a while. <laughs> he's just so locked in. He's just he's just he's just refusing to to uh, to not pull the team up from the from the, its bootstraps. But he can't hit. I mean, it literally can't hit. It's it's season one season where he can't hit. Uh, maybe he should be hitting. I don't I don't know. But uh, you know this is uh, this is when your offense is can be unplugged. 
as easily as this one can be, then I don't think it matters whether you're facing the, you know, the, the Cubs or the Pirates because you can go dark against any team, any starter who, who has who has an answer or has figured out how to throw non-fastballs for strikes or can find one of these Cardinals' weaknesses and then get ahead early. And it's like once once they're trailing, it's like it just shuts down. And and that's that's that that can happen against bad teams, and it, and it is happening yeah. against bad teams. So yeah, I think I think you just add it to the pile of evidence that suggests that you know they're just asking the strengths of their team to do too much. They are they they they're playing. They have to have so many things go right in order to win consistently. And and a little a little more offense could go a long way into helping this team kind of free its gravitational pull from. From 500. That's my line. Well, I know I stole it. Well done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I like the visual image of someone flipping a switch or unplugging the Cardinals offense. I've, I've often thought that like Brault and Hendricks, they more have a, have a hold on a dimmer switch. Like that's like, they just like kind of toggle the dimmer switch on the Cardinals offense. It's just like, it's like slightly bright give them a moment and then turn it off. I mean, at some point it's time to start talking about the pitchers who the Cardinals light up. Because they're becoming more rare than the pitchers who who really turn the lights down. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, look at the. I mean, how many? T- compare the number of times they've had. It's like when the Cardinals have a, a a game where they have more than you know five hits. It's notable now. Well, Sonny Gray, they they did. You know, I mean, they they damaged his ERA, but that was fleeting, right? That didn't. That wasn't sustained. They've had. I mean, you can. It's just. It's they don't. It's just it's like the four it's the four runs thing. I mean, if they can score an average amount of National League runs, they will be a very good team. But they have such a hard time doing that. Well said. That's Ben Fredrickson, St. Louis Post Dispatch sports columnist, St. Louis sports columnist. I want to tell people about our sponsor real quick. Get organized with Closet by Design of St. Louis. Update your closet, garage, office, pantry, and more. Call 1-800-BY-DESIGN. That's 1-800-B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N. The best podcast in baseball is brought to you weekly by Closets by Design. You can find all of Ben's work, including some of the columns that he's written here recently about the youth sports situation in St. Louis City and St. Louis County at stltoday.com and in the pages of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. That's also where you'll find all of our constant Cardinals coverage, including a story from Rick Hummel about the Springfield camp, the alternate site camp that kind of got lost in the shuffle of all the COVID outbreak and Cardinals coverage and everything like that was they were actually working with some of their younger players to develop them. And, you know, general manager Michael Gersh was involved in that. And so Rick Hummel was able to have an interview with him. That's at stltoday.com. You'll have chats cardinals chat on monday ben fredrickson chat on tuesday dave matter at mizzou has a chat of course there's all the podcasts there's a galaxy of podcasts there at stltoday.com you can find the best podcast in baseball anywhere you get your podcasts we've really expanded where it's available of course it's always available on itunes listen to individual episodes download and you know the whole thing rate review it tell us whether you like the uh shooting for a shorter time here maybe like the 45 minute workout type uh, type podcast, so you're. It's thirty. It's a thirty-minute podcast. Our version. Yeah, this is a this is on at least fifteen minutes. Right. No, th- just think of this as like you know a doubleheader best podcast in baseball. This is our seven-inning <laughs> version, right? Our seven-inning version. So uh, thank you very much, Ben, for joining me from St. Louis. I'm in Pittsburgh, off to Kansas City as I try to uh, complete this last road trip or maybe last road trip of the season. Um, it's been something we can talk about 
all the things that I've seen on the road. Um, swing by uh, Notre Dame the other day. That was kind of cool. Um, saw the Golden Dome from my car and uh, then breezed on toward uh, Ohio and into Pittsburgh. And then I, I guess I got to cross my way through St. Louis. I'll wave on my way to uh, Kansas City. And uh, is Booches open? Can I get Booches in Columbia? It's a good question. Um, you could ask Dave, Matt, or he I, would know. I will. I'll research. You gotta take, just remember to take you got to take cash, but you know that. Uh, take cash and wear a mask. Take cash, wear a mask, travel safe, um, keep up the good work. Congratulations to you on the uh, debut of your Tops baseball card. Oh, yeah, my rookie Very card. Very cool to yeah. see that. For folks who haven't seen it, they got to check that out. Yeah. And uh, and I'm trying to think if there's, there was something else. No. Um, I wonder, at some point, I want to see your odometer for this uh, for this season. I've kept it. I kept it. Okay. I, I have kept it. Yep. I've, I've, uh, I set it to zero and I've kept, I've written it all down and everything like that. I've also kept a roadmap of the routes that I've taken. I've, I've done all that just to, just to kind of figure that, uh, this might be a little bit different than anything, but I mean, who knows? <laughs> maybe next year's just the same thing, but, uh, I hope not. God, I hope not. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Well, the good news is we'll have an expanded playoff to look forward to forever, which makes me want to throw my computer through the window. Oh yeah. Well, can we do uh, we'll do a, we'll do a regular sized, a jumbo size BPIP on the jumbo size playoffs. You and I could probably maybe harangue baseball for 90 minutes about that. So I look forward well, to seeing the Cardinals you. Get in, we can just podcast our entire drive to Texas. Oh, let's do that. All right. We'll do that. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll put right. it on. We'll do Facebook live on the road <laughs> with, with Ben and Derek. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Baseball card is cool. Thank you very much for uh, Ben for joining me. Look forward to seeing you in person. Sounds good.